0: Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi, it's me. Hi. It's me, Nicolina. <laughs> and I'm Marie. <laughs> and we're back on Paranormal I Hometown Haunts. Sure, I
1: wasn't sure if we had started Yes, recording. we had started. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, it's a hometown haunt. We're very excited to be here yep. because we have a continuation from last two weeks ago from two weeks ago from the last hometown haunt yeah Yeah, we do
0: and we we've gotten more hometown haunts just keep them coming guys just keep them coming through
1: yeah um
0: but yeah i i have the story that uh i i got a few weeks ago that i want to tell and marie's continuing her other story that she had because it was very long Mm -hmm. so we'll be doing that am i going first or are you going first i think you're going first this week okay i will go first yeah because i'm pretty sure i went first last time perfect okay so would you like me to begin I would love that okay Thank perfect <laughs> great so um I have an email here and I am going to absolutely butcher the last name but I'm gonna give it a go so it's Michelle Sacluna. Cic- Sikluna i think it did pretty good i mean it's as good as it's gonna get i'm so sorry okay. but thank you so much for submitting this uh michelle i i have not read the whole thing yet so we're gonna get some authentic oh, reactions yes. on both sides on this love that okay okay so hi nicolina and marie first of all i would like to thank you for your fabulous podcast it's honestly so entertaining and i always listen to it when at work or on a road trip I get so excited whenever I get a notification that you have released a new podcast and I always listen to them immediately. So thanks for making my day better and more interesting. You know what,
1: Michelle? You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And Thank you for listening. Yes.
0: I also wanted to submit a hometown paramo- paranormal story for you guys to read on your show. I'm a 20-year-old college student in Malta. Malta is a sunny island in Europe. I actually know this because a girl I know went and studied in Malta for a really long time in university and she came back telling us how y'all are missing out on how fucking awesome this country is.
1: I want to go and maybe she'll let us stay with her.
0: That's a lot to ask, but well, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe she f- she feels comfortable we'll enough you, after listening we'll to you be on 103 show. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll come over to interview you. Uh, okay, so... Uh, but, but thus, I had to move out of my home and move to an apartment that is close to my university. There are multiple scenarios where I confirmed that the place might have been have, might have had a paranormal background. Basically, the whole block of apartments have been built for a long time. They were built in the 80s and very creepy. However, the apartment from the inside is bearable as it was modernized. However, the outside and common parts of the apartments have been left as is from where they were built. The apartment is a three-bedroom apartment and I used to live by myself. I always felt pretty uncomfortable whenever I was by myself. I felt especially uncomfortable whenever it was starting to get dark out. The first instance, instance where I had encountered something paranormal was when my boyfriend stayed for the night at my place. I had woken at three in the morning because I had to go to the toilet. My boyfriend stayed in bed and was still asleep as he did not feel me get out of bed. When I exited the room and went in the bathroom, I heard heavy, clear footsteps coming from my room. The footsteps kept getting heavier as they approached the bathroom. At first, I was not startled as I was sure that it was my boyfriend getting up to come to the bathroom as well. I would have assumed the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Although I would have been like, could you not? I'm taking a giant dump. (laughs)
1: i'm trying to rip a hot piss yeah Can you not just trying to rip a hot piss in here
0: and in, in the pre- peace and quiet of the night um okay the footsteps stopped as soon as they arrived at the door of the bathroom i called my boyfriend's name as i thought it was him but he did not answer i peeked out the bathroom and saw him from the corridor under the covers so it was impossible for him to have made those footsteps sound as he did not get out of bed I was shocked and quickly got back to bed to fall asleep, however I could not. From that point in time, I started to lock my room door as I started to feel uncomfortable. I also did not tell my boyfriend as I did not want him to get scared. Another instance was when I was sleeping by myself, I heard tapping sounds on the window and they were so clear and loud that they woke me up. I am not exactly sure of the time it was, but it was pretty late at night. The taps were heard in patterns of three, and they were extremely scary, and I was sure that they were coming from the window. Demon. Yeah. There is no reason for the tapping sound, as there was nothing from the outside that could cause them. The outside of the window is not accessible from other apartments or the public, as there is no fire escape or any stairs.
1: That's super creepy. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) At that point, I always felt something was watching me, and it made me feel very uneven. I was so scared that whenever I went to sleep I never slept facing the wall but I always slept facing the other side as to be alerted if someone was watching. There was one other instance when my boyfriend slept over and he also brought his dog. We were all sitting on the bed and suddenly the bedroom door opened by itself. There was not any windows open and so it was highly unlikely that this instance was caused by wind. That instance scared the crap out of us. However, it is possible that this was not caused by any paranormal entity, as on the day we did not lock the door, but it was still very scary and weird. Whenever my boyfriend visited my apartment with his dog, he sometimes started barking at nothing, but it was as he had seen something. So that was very alarming. In some scenarios, I even heard voices of people praying in the middle of the night. No, that is
1: so scary. That is so scary. Yeah, that is fucking scary. scary.
0: I had managed to move out of there after two years as the apartment had major plumbing issues as the pipes were over 40 years old. I hope that you read my story as it would be great to hear your feedback. I really enjoy your podcast and keep up the good work.
1: Oh my god thank you.
0: Yeah that was that was good. I um yeah the praying thing like that. Just, That's the just scariest. Throw part that part to be, in there. Yeah, uh, the tapping on the window is pretty fucked too. Like, if there was no way to get yeah. up to the window and hearing it in threes, that'd be that'd chill me to That's the bone. That's
1: fucking terrifying. Yeah, especially if it's like a rhythmic tapping. You know, totally. Um, okay, so we left off this email from Jessica, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we left off where um, I think she was in that hotel. And felt like a circle of people around her. Yes. Pretty sure. Yep. After that, I'm going to pick up from there. So Jessica says, I recommend saving your Disney movies for after the next one personally. No trigger warning is needed for the rest of the stories, she says. Okay. Okay. So prior to moving in together, her and her boyfriend, we, used to spend a good bit of time at each other's houses. Both were haunted, and mine was regularly cleansed and blessed by myself because it's under my domain. His parents' house was occasionally cleansed, but not blessed. At his household, his family doesn't believe in practiced religion, so they don't mind cleansing the house of negative energy and spirits. They all believe in the paranormal and the supernatural previously living in a small town called Miton in the Unita Basin near Skinwalker Ranch. That is <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yes, is. <laughs> um, they are not oblivious to bumps in the night. I had been there multiple times and had stayed many nights, so I was aware that the home was haunted by many spirits, but I had never had an encounter like this one. One day, while over at my boyfriend's parents' home, we were staying over to attend a family party. I had recently been struggling with some medical issues and just lost my job because of it. I was feeling depressed and not in the best place, but I was determined to try and enjoy my time with my, I keep saying boyfriend's family because they're his family, but they've let me in and I really enjoy being a part of their family, so fuck it. My soon-to-be family. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um... We were all getting ready to go to the family gathering when I was using the restroom. While using the restroom, my thoughts started to point out specific things like the humming from the light, kids cartoons for our niece, little things like that. Stuff that you wouldn't give a second thought to. After finishing my business, I washed my hands and then noticed a spirit was just chilling standing in the tub. They were one of the nicer ones that stayed around the house, and it liked to watch TV with the family, and it would open all of the cupboards when people weren't looking. They asked if I needed assistance with anything. I told them, no thanks, I'm fine. They stayed for a minute with me. I noticed some dandruff in my hair in the mirror, so I started to try and get it out, (laughs) and suddenly the spirit left and was replaced by someone else. Oh no. Someone I was unfamiliar with, and I did not feel comfortable. Ooh. I only got a quick glance at what it was in the mirror before the lights and sound went out. I was surrounded by pitch black and suddenly I couldn't hear anything. Not the humming, not the air conditioner or the child's cartoon from the next room over. Oh no. I ran for the door and this is a tiny bathroom. Something grabbed at my left (gasps) ankle as I tried to escape. No. no. I wrestled it off by shaking my foot, got got the door to open, and then ran into the living room where my boyfriend was watching TV. I was panting and basically touching him to make sure that all of my senses were back. I could see and hear everything again from the TV in the main living room to the children's cartoons and the air conditioning. My boyfriend asked me what was wrong and if I was okay. I caught my breath and I got my thoughts aligned and then told him what had just happened. He looked down the hall at the bathroom and could sense the energy there once the energy left the light and fan turned back on in the bathroom oh my god uh like it like as if it was a power outage but it would literally only be that one room yeah for a minute we thought it was a power outage and it surprised me so i freaked out a small power outage explained the lights but not how there was not a single sound anymore right i couldn't even hear my heart pounding until i was out of the room Also, a few minutes later, we saw a mark that I got left on my left ankle that was grabbed at. I took a picture. Shit. Yeah. I took a picture to show a friend who had been practicing longer than I had been with the witchcraft. I never got to ask them. I feel like the energy that attacked me was watching at a distance and waiting for its next opportunity to strike again. Oh, no. We went to the family gathering and it was still bothering me. I didn't know what to think. The next time I went to the restroom, I would never go back to that bathroom. Never the again. <laughs> the next time I went to the restroom, I avoided looking in the mirror and I asked my boyfriend to stand by the door in case something went wrong. I had a lot of thoughts running through my mind and I was wondering why I could have been targeted and attacked with all of my personal protections and the ruins that I had put on myself afterwards. My boyfriend and I left the party early with his mom and his niece to go home and relax a little bit. On the car ride back to the house, I was lost in my own thoughts. Obviously, I was confused and scared. Yes, with reason. I thought about how I had been feeling recently about my mental and physical health and decided that once we got back to the house to talk with my boyfriend about it. I was unsure on how he would react and if he would blame himself because he's the one who takes care of me for my physical health and feel like he failed at helping my mental health. After getting back to his house, I asked him if we could talk in private because I wasn't feeling well. I told him about how my depression had been resurfacing due to not being able to do as much as before my ailment had started. I totally get that because I am dealing with that right now, Um, being pregnant and not being able to be mobile. Yeah, Uh, The way my personal family was treating me really didn't help. After I was done explaining, I felt the energy leave and my boyfriend explained how he had been noticing uh, how my family's behavior towards me and my ailment didn't help. He understood that it wasn't his fault and that he's been the only person truly seeing what had been going on and helping me through it. He hugged me and reassured me that he was going to be there for me no matter what and that we were going to figure it out. Uh, and figure out like what it could possibly be. He understands and sees everything I do to try to get better and in, into a new normal for myself. After this, there have been no further attacks or negative energies lurking. That's good. Sometimes my insecurities and past trauma come up, but he helps me through it. Luckily, I still feel safe to go over to my new family's house and spend time with them. I'm also figuring out what it's like to have the first healthy relationship in my life on a more personal level than just friends. So that's good, but still very scary that somebody grabbed her ankle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the last story in her email. This is the last story. If you want more, you can email me back. I've got you. Okay. <laughs> this is my most recent story. My boyfriend and I both like to go on little adventures, and we found that the house, or that the haunted house attraction, Asylum Forty Nine, is actually a cool little shop area that is open year round. I've never heard of Asylum Forty Nine, so yeah. if you could tell us what it is, Jessica, I would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend and I discovered this by googling metaphysical shops near the area. We didn't know it was the Haunted Asylum building until we pulled up and read it on the building. Our first time there, we had heard some stories about spirits and how the community of shop owners frequently contact them and inform them that they may leave when they want to and that the spirits choose to stay. Oh, okay. okay. I thought these shop owners were just like, and it's time for our daily seance. Let's get everyone stirred up.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's one PR tactic <laughs> to employ. Yeah, right.
1: Our first time there, we discovered an empty room that had a group of about five spirits that like to be left alone until the haunted house part opens. Then they like to come out and assist oh in the my scares. Gosh. Jump forward to the last time my boyfriend and I were there. When we pulled up, we noticed it was a busy day for the shops and we parked on the far side of the building near the entrance to the haunted house attraction. My boyfriend was finishing up listening to the song that he Bluetoothed his phone to the car for, and I was working on drawing runes on myself for protection against outer energies. A spirit decided they liked the song and wanted to lip sync, so suddenly I stopped finishing the rune and I'm just jamming to this song. It was a very good song, but still, it was not permitted and not okay, so as soon as it was done, I finished my rune and sealed mine and my boyfriend's energy. Okay. so I guess the spirit was like acting through her
0: okay I, I don't him- know how to seal energy either so I don't Neither know how- do I. yeah I feel like I need to look that up a little bit yeah but what that yeah means- good idea I told
1: him how much more active they are now he agreed and asked for some runes as well so we drew them on him and then proceeded inside The spirits were a lot more active than usual and we couldn't tell why but we decided to go to each of the shops and window shop for our anniversary that's coming up in October. While walking around we heard more whispers, felt more people watching, and just noticed more activity. My boyfriend and I were done window shopping and ready to go home. I finally decided to face my fears and check out a shop in the community center that is a doll maker who makes dolls to catch paranormal experiences and phenomena. Hmm. So that just, I, I'm giggling because that sounds terrifying to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like that's really scary. Yes. So I stopped and read the sign where the shop owner explains that there are spirits that have been caught on camera there and that there are lots of things moving on their own and many things that could prove life after death. I finished reading it and my boyfriend asked me what it said because he was examining the dolls in the shop window. So I explained that she makes dolls specific for watching spirits. While explaining, I felt a hand on my shoulder and, uh. heard, and heard a low growl in my ear that got louder until I jumped away and hid in my boyfriend's arms. Oh my God. He heard the growl as well and we left. Oh no. Yeah, no shit. I'd be out of there so fast. Oh yeah, yeah. As we were leaving, we noticed that the area that was the hangout spot for the five or so spirits had been turned into an antique shop and that they were more active because they usually hide until the haunted attraction part of the building is open. Okay. So they were practicing their scares on unsuspecting shop customers because they lost their hangout. Okay. We haven't gone back recently because of trying to save money, but that happened the last time that we went. I personally recommend doing research into the asylum. It's a very fun and exciting place, but I personally don't plan on doing the haunted attraction anytime soon, especially where the spirits like to join in on the fun.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I will definitely be looking into that place. Um. Okay, and this is, we've got one story left, her boyfriend's story. Okay, okay. When he was 16 or 17 years old, he had recently moved out of Miten. He went back to visit with friends, and he didn't just bring good memories back. It started off with bumps in the night like smaller items, like remotes or gaming controllers being moved, and footsteps being heard when nobody was awake. At first, he didn't think much of it, and he thought that it may have been the previous owners and their family that had died in the new house. He didn't encourage it, but he didn't put a stop to it either. The more time that passed while living there, it started to get stronger and more aggressive. He started seeing apparitions and shadow figures around certain parts of the house and outside in the yard. He would go to investigate and he would find no evidence of anyone or anything in the areas where he had seen the figures. Around this time, he had started to feel their aggression. And my boyfriend was trying to tell them that it was no longer their residence because... Got it he thought that the person that was in the house was the previous owners. Mm-hmm. It never even came into his mind that it wasn't the previous owners until one day he saw the mother and daughter of the previous family showing no signs of aggression and hostility. So he must have seen their apparitions. Okay. And they were like, not us, not bruh. us bruh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Later that day, the aggressive figure started to stalk him eventually he did some research on the new property to try and figure out what it could be he discovered that his house was previously a home to wounded soldiers of world war ii and learned that the energy of his house was greatly affected by it well mm. of course how could it not be yeah he thought it was calming down to just the small bumps in the night again and one day after school he came home and wanted to take a nap he tried to do so on the couch And he woke up to sleep paralysis and felt hands around his neck choking him. no! He looked towards the opposite corner of the room and he saw a tall, lanky gentleman (gasps) wearing a bowler's hat and a trench coat.
0: That's honestly, those apparitions are terrifying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are some of the scariest things I can imagine. Yeah. He had black eyes that contrasted against his pale face that was stern and had a, a Batman level of seriousness. Okay. Trying to comprehend what happened, he played it off as a bad dream until later that day he was going to bed and he got woken up by a teenage girl screaming directly into his ear right next to his bed. Oh my God. Yep. He immediately got up. He didn't see anyone in the room. So he decided to investigate if there was anyone outside who needed assistance. No. (laughs) No. I no didn't. no it was no. no once he opened the front door there was complete silence not even crickets Jesus. after this night he noticed that scratches cuts and bruises started appearing out of nowhere oh no one, yeah one morning there were three scratch marks on his neck demon uh, a different time it appeared as if someone had taken a knife to the bottom of his toe and cut to the heel of his foot what oh my god
0: Oh, Af- my God. That's,
1: that's a big scratch. After a couple of cleansing and protections, he was able to get it to stop targeting him. But further investigation by me and our friend determined that the spirit was that of a Native, a Native American woman who practiced some magic that wasn't pertained to the Native culture. Oh. She still lures over the home, keeping parts of her soul separated so that she can't be removed unless all of them are collected like voldemort from harry potter
0: oh is that what she said (laughs) oh
1: my lord since then he's moved out but his family still resides and we haven't heard anything about cuts scratches and sleep paralysis since we've noticed some energy interacting with her knee or with his niece so we always keep a close eye on her and what it says sorry for the long email i just wanted to give you the juicy details on these stories i hope they'll be good for your podcast (laughs) like i said i do have more stories of my friends and family and i do have a few more good personal experiences email me if you're interested and would like to hear some more have a great day sincerely jess well jess
0: Jess should just come on the show show. to tell her (laughs) stories i feel like she'll be able to give like a a full authentic explanation of these things yeah because like some things i'm just like what do you mean you saw that?
1: Right. And like, do you Wait, mean? Go Why back that to that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse Why is me, that just normal? Why that you
0: just saw? <laughs> and okay. So, and I also looked up what sealing, how to seal off your spiritual energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, um, obviously, I know what it is. Like, what, like, right. like, to protect your aura and everything and like to protect your energy from outside sure. stuff. So basically, you just have to imagine yourself standing inside of a gigantic bubble, which is clear, flexible and impenetrable. The bubble encompasses you, creating a powerful shield that moves with you. Okay. So that's how you seal off your energy. Okay. I was just wondering how you like how, how they you went go about, about doing, doing it. that. I'm sure there's other ways of doing I'm it. I'm sure. Yeah. But like basically just visualizing something like around you. Right. And then that's how you can seal it off. I'm going to just wow. start visualizing that when like people at my work piss me off. Hey, that's be, a great idea. And I'm just going to be
1: like, sorry. Sorry. I've been protected. I've sealed my energy. Yeah
0: yeah stop yeah. speaking
1: okay. goodbye. <laughs> goodbye 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 um, um fuck yeah Jess, send us more stories like any as many as you want we will read them on the podcast yeah we'll literally read every single one we will oh my
0: gosh all right well thanks uh Jess thanks for all that and yeah thanks Michelle for your story and, yeah uh, yeah just stay spooky guys yeah I don't think you're having a problem with that
1: <laughs> um oh shit I wanted to quickly mention yeah. how Um, Because I'm having a child, my last recording is going to be October 14th. Mm -hmm. So that that episode that drops on October 14th will be the last one.
0: Yeah, so if you want to hear from Marie. That we do. Before that. Get your stories in. Get your stories in. Otherwise, you'll just
1: be either hearing from me or uh, guests along the way. Yeah, and Patreons, if you want to join Nicolina over like a... a virtual recording and tell your story on the podcast she's gonna need a co-host so you guys are welcome to join her on those
0: (laughs) open to having as many people on the show booking you guys for episodes probably until like the new year
1: yeah ish yeah yeah Yeah, probably until then yes and uh i mean nicolina's already told you that you need to stay spooky so i'll just tell you because that that is showbiz baby yeah and And, uh, goodbye goodbye.
0: (laughs) this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar